Patrick. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, I don't even, I just, I am just not myself. And who I don't are you, even, Fran? Tell us who you are. Uh, so, in honor of Halloween, one of us decided to take the podcast seriously and come in costume. And we were supposed to be each other, and right. Patrick chickened out. And so I am Patrick. And I'm Ira Glass. No, you aren't Ira Glass. Yeah, I am Ira Glass. You are literally wearing what you always wear. But it Glass... resemble Ira Glass. No, Ira wears a tie. No, he, he doesn't. Um, He yes, wears a blazer he... and has no, thick glasses he... like Maybe mine. he wears a tie. No. Yeah, he does. No, listen. I... Listen, I'm Ira Glass and you're dressed up as me, dressed up as Ira Glass. Every picture of Ira Glass on Google Images has him wearing a tie. Okay. Well, so... listen. I, you know, I didn't say I, I nailed the costume. No, you didn't even try. But and someone, you did a great job looking someone, like me. And someone else spent a large portion of this morning <laughs> putting did. on a beard and then walked through the streets hey, of with Brooklyn. As I look, I look like I have dirt on my face. You look, you look great. You look just like me. And I look like I just, I look like I've just had like weight loss surgery or something. Because <laughs> yeah, the jacket's too big. Because the is so big. Because you're wearing my jacket. And you, you penciled in really thick eyebrows. You did a great job. I only recently started waxing my eyebrows and I am now feeling myself. <laughs> we were actually, we were walking down the street and you were talking about how all of the, all of the male privilege that you noticed. Uh, um, through no. Starbucks. I noticed nothing. Did you see? <laughs> I, nothing, nothing happened. People were giving me weird looks, probably because they're like, why does that girl have like a badly penciled in beard? No, they're like, that man is gorgeous. No, <laughs> I don't think that that's happened at all. I'm Patrick. I'm also Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. <laughs> Four corners in a triangle, why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a desk to acting on the screen, you know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist, and you're tuning to them live, this is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, we dressed up for Halloween, and true to form, because you have a completely mediocre costume, in in a way... You are in costume because throughout our relationship, I am always the one who really like steps it up for Halloween, and you were always just like the sidekick afterthought. Uh, sidekick afterthought, I would disagree with, but I That's do. True. I do piggyback on your costume ideas because sidekick always... afterthought. <laughs> I'm not. So I'm you not... always piggyback on my costume, and you That's always. That's a terrible are... way to put it. I mean, if the shoe fits. <laughs> How would you spell? Too, how would you spell afterthought <laughs> in that scenario? After T H O T after <laughs> yes. that hole over there. When we first moved to New York, well, no, actually, before we moved to New York, uh, one year I was Little Wayne, and Patrick oh, was yeah. my parole officer. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's when I was going as a cop. Every you were Halloween. a cop every Halloween <laughs> for a few years. When we moved to New York, I was a Starbucks hot chocolate. And it was honestly one of the coolest and best costumes I've ever made. It was pretty decent. Um, um, you know, ironically, me, pretty it was decent. not that hot. No, no, no. it wasn't a sexy costume. Right. No, it was like when you get the hot chocolate and you're like, come on, you made this like five minutes ago. It wasn't. It's baby, cooled now. Babe, like, I ordered it hot. Like, can you just remake it? Babe, the joke was, you know, I'm black. I was, uh, you know, wearing a coffee cup. Right. I had 
a whipped cream hat. Right. I was the hot chocolate. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? So but like I the feel costume like you just did like, not have to be sexual. And not I don't sexual, need, but like it didn't hot, need. No, you know? it didn't need to be revealing. I mean, if that's what you want to do, revealing. if that's if people feel comfortable, I was doing a sexy that, barista. Was I? You not? were not sexy at all. You <laughs> no, were you were a regular dude <laughs> that happened to have on an apron that you didn't even make. I made your apron. That's true. So I Where, did. You, you, you costume smarter, not harder, Fran. That's, that's I, how I did roll. all of the work, and so once yeah. again, you were my sidekick, and you were an actor. <laughs> the following yes. year, I was a piece of shrimp sushi, <laughs> and Patrick. Was how lame is that? Is a, that not? That's kind of a lame. Uh, it was so cute. I had you a big were so shrimp. Determined I had to a go big shrimp on my sushi. back. I had a big shrimp on my back. I had like a little thing of wasabi on my head. Mm-hmm. And I had some little chopsticks, mm-hmm. and I wore like a white sweater so that I could be the rice. Mm-hmm. And then I had like a, a big band around my shrimp so that that would be like the um, the little wrap. seaweed wrap. Yeah. It was very cute and clever. And then you mm-hmm. were a sushi chef. Yeah, that was actually. And who made that costume? I made that one too. I gave you a little hat. <laughs> I have you a little hat that had, oh, and my purse was a giant soy sauce packet. And I'm that good at Halloween. That Only because you're dressed up like Patrick. No, I'm just, <laughs> I hate this costume. I hate how I feel. I don't feel like myself. When I walk down the street, everyone is looking at me, but not in a good way. They're looking at me like, why is that girl so dirty? Your beard is not, you know, because it's not a real beard. It looks, okay, it looks like you've been so I tried, to do the, I tried to do the beard myself, and I couldn't figure out why it looked so bad, and it was just a straight line. I didn't realize that the beard has to have kind of like a W shape around your mouth. Yeah, it's got to go up over the lip, then up the jawline there. So Patrick had to help me with my beard, mm-hmm. which... Thank it you. looks great now. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty solid. I feel like in the tradition of Halloween, like since you didn't do any work to dress up, like our podcast should dress up as another show. We should, but that's why I was trying to be Ira Glass, which you refuted. Nothing about your costume is Ira Glass. Like you genuinely did not try. I know, and I didn't do a good Ira Glass impression either. No, it was horrible. I was, yeah, it was it was bad. Sasha, our producer, was like, "You just sound like you being you." She even like checked you. She was like, "You look the same." <laughs> you look the same. You sound the same when you're doing your Ira Glass impression. You're not Ira Glass. I get it. So who should our podcast dress up as? Well, I feel like to dress up as another podcast on a podcast, we have to put our own twist on it. Okay. Like there's like um like that Crime Town podcast. Oh, I used we to. Were into I that. was into that for a minute. I think it was out earlier. I think it ended earlier this year, sometime. Like it's a mid, podcast that is about mid-year. corruption in Rhode Island. Yeah, Providence, Rhode Island. Providence, it's Rhode about Island. all the mobsters out there and, yeah. and how it corrupted the local government and police departments. So you think that our podcast should dress up as crime? We can't. But like, how are we going to be crime? We do town? like you know we do like uh like you know like Mime Town. Oh, so our like podcast... Like, instead of Crime Town, yeah, it's Mime Town. We'll do Mime Town. Our podcast is a, is a podcast about mimes? Yeah, a town of mimes. Why not? That sounds... <laughs> sounds that's, that doesn't sound like anything. It literally sounds... <laughs> there's the absence of sound because it's a podcast about mimes. Yeah, without video, that might be difficult. I would not listen to that. You can't listen to a mime. And that's why exactly why... I you know what, that. though? I'll make it happen anyway. Okay, so our podcast for Halloween is Mime Town. <laughs> Welcome to Mime Town, a new podcast from Brick Radio. Mime Town explores mime crime in Clownsbridge, Florida, where corruption and organized mime infect every aspect of public life. That's it. 
We're recording. I mean, these guys were tough. Guys like Panto Klein, Biff Debop, John the Dentist, the toughest. But when Kiko was drinking, you could tell even they were scared. Their faces went completely white. We went to meet Kiko at the abandoned glove factory where the mimes were known to hang out. When we arrived, Kiko was already Put drunk. Down. Put the knife down! I thought that was a banana. Did you see him peel it? It's clearly a knife. Don't give me that mimey look. Put the knife down or I'll shoot! Now, what are you holding? Is that a banana? Did you see me peel it? Well, to be fair, I don't see anything. Well, it's a fucking gun. But don't you have a real gun? You gotta know how to handle these mimes. See, when a mime thinks he sees something... God, you fucking stabbed me! Fuck. Officer Bixby? Tell my wife not to forget to water the fly traps. Ugh. No! Okay, so listen, I found this this piece that was about the best places to trick or treat based on candy sales. And I thought this was really interesting. Okay. So the best best place, the best state for trick or treating according to average candy sales is Oregon where they spend approximately $40 per individual buying candy wow. on Halloween candy. That is top shelf candy. Though. Those the are like whole Snickers bars. Those are like Reese's king size packets. I've I mean, never been to Oregon. The only thing I associate with it is the Oregon Trail. Like I wouldn't want to go there because I'd be afraid I would die of dysentery, <laughs> let alone make it to Halloween. What about Portland? I just think of Oregon <laughs> You're like, oh, Trail. I forgot about that place. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I have been there. I went there for a speaking gig. Right. And it, re it really was like Portlandia. It really, it really is. We but went out to dinner and they told us like everything about the chicken's life. Uh, yeah, well, so that's a good place to go That's get a place to trick or treat. Candy. The second one is Washington mm -hmm. State, where they spend $28 per person buying candy. The very worst is Georgia, where they spend $11. That's like where you get like those peeps and the mm. candy corn and those you know what's interesting? dots stuck to the wax paper that don't actually come off the wax paper. I was really hoping in my heart of hearts that it was not gonna be Florida, but the fact that it's Georgia tells me that like Gainesville and like Tallahassee is probably included in there. Well, actually I found a related Halloween statistic for Florida. The average Floridian spends approximately $25 on bullets around <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> It's true. It's true. They're like, we're about to make our own ghost up in here. <laughs> we have the scariest house on the block. Right. We got real dead people. Yeah, they don't use they don't use the fake real skeletons out front. Yep. Gotta love Florida. Really <sighs> committing to being absolute trash uh, 365 days a year. And they're like, on Halloween, on Halloween, we go extra. We go the extra mile. Next week on Mime Town. Detective Bixby? I thought you were- Dead? Oh, no, no, no. What we thought was a knife was actually a banana. I knew it was a banana. Yeah. I didn't see him peel it. Uh, let's do some Animal Corner. Animal Corner! Animal Corner! Okay, you want me to do it? Sure, you can do it. Okay, so they recently- Wait, wait, and I say you can do it, that means I can do it, because I'm you. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Good for uh, Pat. So it turns out that we are born with a fear of spiders and snakes because they killed 
our fearless ancestors. <laughs> so we carry a grudge against snakes and spiders because them killing our our ancestors has been passed. We, we now like really hold that against. We're not just like na- we're, <laughs> it's you know that's really interesting, yeah. right? No. So essentially, what the study found was that we are trained inherently to fear snakes and spiders and and a few other things. The reason for that is that uh, all of the ancestors that were not afraid of spiders and snakes were Mm -hmm. killed by spiders and snakes. Right. So uh, since they didn't live long enough to procreate, we are born with an instinctual fear of spiders and snakes. Right. Um, Now that we are in a place where the world is very fucking scary, um, what will our future generations, what will they be afraid of? Oh, okay. So, so the people that come after us, based on current conditions, mm-hmm. no uh, one will want to play the trumpet in the school band. The trumpet. <laughs> Everyone will be like, ah! <laughs> they, like, They'll be afraid see? of the color orange. They'll be afraid of uh, hair pieces. What else will they be afraid of? Um, nuclear war. No nuclear war. That's okay. That's that's kind of reasonable. Yeah, that's, that's just a rational. We're fear, all though. scared, but people will be like, it will be an innate sense as soon as they're born. That nuclear war is looming around the corner. I feel like the the um, the weather people. What is the what is the word? Meteorologists. Meteorologists. Thank you. I was blanking. Why will Thank people you. be afraid of meteorologists? Because man? they're always giving bad news about the weather, and it's only going to get worse. Maybe just the evening news in general. Maybe newspapers. Period. Mm. I, I think I think people are already afraid of, of newspapers. newspapers. Everyone's like fake news, fake news. So yeah. you're wrong. But in the future, they'll be born afraid of these things. Well. I hope that that has sufficiently scared our audience. <laughs> We're going to talk about all these scary things and then tell you that the world is probably going to end. Science so I also have a really good science corner that's super Halloween relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, researchers from Radford University report um, that they found a molecule. The abbreviation is E2D, and it's contained in all mammalian blood. And, and creatures across all species all have reactions to this particular compound. And they've what tested this. Basically, flies are drawn to it, and mammals that are prey are Is repulsed it, what... by it. So there's basically a predator-prey either attraction or repulsion to this particular molecule mm. found in blood. How and does it, how do um, Venus flytraps respond? No, your, that's... your Venus flytraps, how are they doing? They're, well, they're mostly dead. Well, they're actually, they're, I brought, Two of them back to life. Mm. So, so, and so, if you use this if this molecule that's found present in blood, if you were to say dangle it in front of the Venus flytraps, would they respond? No. Because why? Because they're mostly dead. Exactly. What do you? What do you? I if, just oh, want to make. Pop, I just if you're really Patrick, who killed your Venus flytraps? Mm, you did. <laughs> I did. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't kill them. I, Patrick, killed them. <laughs> <laughs> nice I, try. I, Patrick, killed them. <laughs> but I did manage to save a few, which brings you down from trap murder to trap manslaughter. Great. So you, you know, Fran, not you, but not Francesca me. Not, not me. stands to not not be in trap jail as long. So what does it mean that this, like, compound's been discovered? It is potentially the reason that all creatures respond to blood. It's interesting because, like, all creatures have either a predator or prey response to it. They put this compound, not blood, but just the E2D, on a log, and... And then they looked at who came to see the log? They looked at who came to see the log. Wolves came to it and guarded it and chewed on the log as if it were a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. And then flies were flocking to it. 
deer and other mammals were repulsed by it. Humans were repulsed by it as well, even though they didn't know what they were smelling. It didn't smell specifically like blood. It they Just were smelled gross. They leaned away and they showed otherwise that they were not attracted to it. So it's interesting. We found this thing that is in our blood that all species seem to be attracted to or affected by. So it's the reason potentially mosquitoes come and bite us. So if we could maybe genetically remove this thing, we'd be like buddies with wolves and mosquitoes wouldn't bother us. Buddies with Wolves is definitely like a, a book title or like an album. No, Buddies with Wolves is like is like the new what is it was like Into the Wild or something, you know? Oh it's, yeah, it's where the you one like go hang out and you like live with the wolves. Yeah, you live with the wolves. It's called Buddies with Wolves. Mm, I um, would see that movie. But it's actually a pair of guys each named Buddy, and, then and then it's a slapstick comedy that ends in their horrific death when the wolves eat them. Oh, well, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I would not see that movie. This week on Mimetown, we sit down with the infamous Panto Klein. All right, Panto, you ready to talk? Uh, Okay, five words. First word, I. Okay, second word. Running. He's running. Walking. Driving. You're driving. Driving. You're going from here to there. He's going. Going. Okay, third word, two. Two. Okay, I'm going to. Fourth word, thrusting. Gyrating. You're gyrating. Fucking. You're fucking. I'm going to fucking. Fifth word. Murder. He's shooting. You're stabbing. Shoot. Strangling. Murder. Kill. He's going Um, to fucking kill. um, Sixth word. uh, Last word. Last word. That's us. Oh, us. He's going to fucking kill us. Oh. Oh. Oh, God. because um, you guys were one of the first podcasts that we actually got to feature on together. Yeah. Um, we've got Matt Kroll and Jahir Dowd from the only podcast about movies. The only one. The, the only, only one. one. Have you guys ever done a movie-related? I, I know you guys did a Get Out episode. And we, uh, we're, oh, we did? Yeah, that's that, right. And in fact, that's why we got in touch with you, because we were like, hey, guys, back up. <laughs> 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 You're the only Listen. podcast about movies. Yeah. Did you How not get dare you talk <laughs> The asterisk next to the only means nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you done any other movies other than Get Out? We occasionally circle back to things that we've watched and yeah, but never like an in depth, like. never an in depth conversation specifically yeah. about a movie. Nothing like the conversation we had with you guys when we were on the only podcast about movies talking about Alien Covenant. Oh yeah. yes, we we, we tore into that a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and have you guys ever revisited that movie? Has anyone like thought about that movie since? No, we watched another Alien. I've watched it we like watched three times since. First, actually. yeah, we watched the first one. Again, oh really? Yeah. yeah. I went back and watched pretty much all of them again. I yeah. just I got on a roll because after that conversation, I was so busy thinking and mm-hmm. overthinking <laughs> that I was like, I'm gonna think again. Yeah, yeah. you guys are harder so... this time. And every time I went back, I was like, yeah, there really isn't more to this than what we already talked about. But that's a really good segue to just kind of talk about what you guys do on your podcast because even when we were guests, I started realizing like, damn, I don't think about movies enough. I was like, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was cool and scary. You were yeah. like, no, but here are the reasons why this movie sucked. And I was like, oh, damn, maybe this movie did suck. Counterpoint, you probably think about movies the correct amount. <laughs> we probably think about them too much. Exactly. Uh, 
yes. So you guys I'm, talk about movies on the podcast, yes. right? Yes. I mean that, and then we argue at each other a lot. We we get it gets personal we between us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think we we come from like not not entirely different schools of thought about the way you should think about movies, mm-hmm. but I think that. That there is definitely Matt's opposing- giving you a yeah. look like, yeah, like he, tread lightly. See, this is this is what happened. Basically, <laughs> let's see how this we, goes. We we figured out now that there is like a period of listening and then there is a period of attack. Those are the only two modes on our yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. And so like right now, Matt's in listening mode. Mm-hmm. He's crouching tiger, hidden dragon over there. <laughs> I'm, I'm prepping a response. But in the Guardians of the Galaxy, jacket. yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and actually, that would probably be the best way to exemplify the way in which we think about movies differently, which is that I would think about movies slightly more esoteric a little bit more analytically, a little bit more like coming from a film school background, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. Whereas you like, you know, and, and this is a positive on your side. I've said nothing. It. Is that, it's is like that, two marriages yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in one podcast. I you love it. You just want to have a good time. Well, you want to enjoy it. And like, we're the colorful ones that are in costume and yeah. like, you guys are the I serious thought, yes. analytical yeah, ones we, today. You dress like me. We're, I know, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're, but we're in costume. Oh, this is Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of yeah. I it's very confusing. I did think there was something wrong about that. I Patrick's know, movie. I know. <laughs> but to what you were saying, I love I love the descriptions of you guys on uh, your site for your podcast, which is something like, Shahir will talk to you about how he was once uh, taught film school. One time. One time, apparently. <laughs> but he'll tell you every episode. <laughs> yeah. and, and Matt's a blowhard that's just going to uh, just gonna uh, fuck with you. Well, he's Shahir, got a great so. radio voice. Wait, is this blowhard in it, your bio? It actually It does blowhard. say blowhard. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I make that like, up. No, no, no. I was thinking like, damn, Patrick's going. In. No, like, don't talk uh, to our guests that way. No, it's 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 a good it's 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 the best worst dynamic you can have when reviewing a film because again when you said we kind of come from different places I would argue we come from actually the same place we both went to film school right. <laughs> uh, but it's just the way we experience sort of media and entertainment I feel is like is very differently or. Uh, how, what the aspects of it that we enjoy the joke and, and I will even I will only admit it on this podcast okay. never our own the joke is always like whenever we get into an argument and he's talking about something I'm talking about something I'll just end it with oh Shahir hates fun like that's I got him a mug that says that yeah so but it's just my wife wouldn't guard. disagree by the way <laughs> then I'm, I feel like I've made my case yeah, yeah. but I, I guess for me like I saw it more of you know like Shahir's looking at it from like the this directorial perspective and then Matt is like the kind of more the performer side. I guess so. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, yeah. like you—you you just turned all of our animosity into a You're nice, like, beautiful sense of it. Wait, that wasn't at all. Are like we me, best friends? Did we just become best friends? friends? <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 Friend, our marriage is on the rocks because you are doing a terrible job of acting. I'm like really me. no. I don't know how to be Patrick. <laughs> yeah. What is the Patrick? Well, like I was don't gonna, understand any pop cultural. Uh, I was going to ask Patrick to like do Bodak Yellow or something like that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, and, so initially Patrick was supposed to dress up as me, but yeah. then he decided that he didn't want to wear a head wrap. I didn't want to look completely stupid. And he, I was like, no, oh, no, 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 But when I wear something that she would wear, I mean, she looks great in yeah. what she wears, you put it on me, and I look like just, I was like, you get you some big clip-on, like, hoop awful. earrings, yeah. Yeah. And, like a cool head wrap. I, I'm going to be, I look like I would, I, like I'm doing some sort of like, like, uh, mock-up of like, yeah, the Miss Cleo <laughs> thing or well, because initially I had said, you know, I'll get the, the dread wig. And, and I was like, like no, no, you do not like, wear do a dread wig. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, right, right, right. I can see like, why people, people would be People were already mad that. when you wrapped one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's not have you put on a dread wig yeah. ever in your life. 
So so I couldn't do that, and then it, it turned out. So you out dressed that, as yourself. I dressed. I dressed as Ira Glass, maybe. Oh. I like okay. Ira Glass, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know, he I, might have worn that suit jacket at some. He could have. Yeah. His glasses thick rimmed like mine. Do Ira Glass. Do Ira Glass. <clears throat> this week on Last Name Basis, in three acts, the only podcast about movies. Yeah. <laughs> not, bad. Not, bad. not bad. That was good. Uh, yeah. I got yeah. the three acts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the three acts. Thing. Thank okay. you. I'm really good at impressions. I don't know if you knew this about me. Oh. Here's here's what <laughs> I wish. And let me ask you this: as far as Halloween costumes are concerned, okay. Have you? Ever dressed as any Kurt Russell character? You have to. Oh, you I look totally like young Kurt it. Russell. Oh man, I've gotten that only one other time. Really? Uh, yes. One. one usually Patrick other gets time. Leonardo DiCaprio or Jack Black. Leonardo DiCaprio. Jack, uh, Jack but like, Black. I'm. Whoa, I, two you could very different examples. I know. <laughs> I know really. When I was younger, I got Leonardo DiCaprio all the time, and yeah. I did look. I I have pictures of me when I was young where I was like, God, it looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. And then Jack Black hit the scene, <laughs> and you know, I'm a little bigger, and uh, and I do see the resemblance. But now, as Leo is getting older, I feel like you and Leonardo DiCaprio are starting to like meet in the middle mm. again. Yeah. And Jack Black has become less popular, so people are less likely to think of him, mm -hmm. which is working in my favor. Have you ever noticed that Leonardo DiCaprio is looking a little bit more like Jack Nicholson these days? Like he he's is. he's getting like you know like with the eyebrows and oh, stuff. Yeah. He's starting to get a little bit his more. His face Jack is Nicholson. also getting small. It's like sliding down <laughs> the front of his head. It's also that. Thing that like certain pe certain like looks look really good when you're young. Like oh, I feel like some Jack people do not age well. Yeah, Jack Nicholson yeah. got better looking as he got older. Did yeah, I think he did. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't I think he, I don't think he looks better. I like, think like okay, compare compare Jack Nicholson from The Departed versus Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Right, but in The Shining, he was supposed to like in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Like he was like a cute guy, yeah. like not yeah. hot, but like was attractive. he in Little Shop of Horrors? I think he was. He like had a pop up scene in did Little he? Shop of Horrors as well when he was like actually a young man. But I'm thinking like Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. but I would just not describe him now. I it's weird because I, I guess because my mom really likes Jack Nicholson. So it's genetic. Is that what you mean? Like as he's gotten older, I've been like, oh, wow. I don't think he's getting better looking. I think he's just turning more into that. Jack Nicholson face that we've like, come to appreciate. You know I what love, I mean? I love this story about Jack Nicholson that Louis C.K. tells. Louis C.K. was trying to cast his, you know, that show he did um, about Beach. the bar. He tried to get Jack Nicholson on it, and Jack Nicholson like called him and said, "You know what? Today I sat under a tree and read a book. I don't need to do your show." And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "That was his way of saying, you know, like I've worked all my life." Today, all I did was like read a book. I love that he took the extra step of like calling him, like yeah. Jack Nicholson. That is just like so salty and extra. You could yeah. just not call him. Yeah. You could have just told your agent to <laughs> tell him you there didn't want to do agents. it. There are checks and balances for that not to happen. And Jack Nicholson's like, no. No, no. I want to rub this I in want his this man to know yeah. that I read a book yeah. today yeah. under a tree. Yep. Oh my gosh. Um, so outside of the podcast, you both have lives outside of, On occasion. Outside yeah. of the podcast. Um, Shir, can you talk about, um, you've been doing some directing and actually a music video that you recently came out is going like super viral, which is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because uh, the inception of the podcast was basically where I just directed that video. And so... On, like, but you said you directed that a really long time ago. Yeah, it was like mm -hmm. two and a bit years ago. And it's a five-minute-ish video? Four-minute video. And so yeah. it took, was it all like post-production that made it take this long? A lot of it, yeah. This, so it's a follow-up to another video I did with Nigel Stanford. So the artist in this video is Nigel Stanford, uh, who's a musician I know from New Zealand who lives in New York as well. 
And we kind of have it a slightly unusual collaboration. He's obviously a very talented recording artist in his own right. It's like electronica. Yeah. It's yeah. like really kind of trippy. But the thing about both these videos that we've done is that there is no song when we start the video. It's kind of like we get together in a room and, and we come up with like uh, these experiments. The first one, cymatics, was science experiments. Right. And the second one was robotics. And we kind of figure out like, well, how do these things work? And what, what would be a sound that would like go with that? And then Nigel will take all that information away and write a song. Right. So, okay, mm -hmm. so he writes the music to the material, the film material yeah. that you have. Yeah, because yeah, so in the first one, it's all these, like, cool visual experiments that are connected to instruments. So yeah. that when it's, he, like, pushes a button, like, little grains of salt, like, move in his It's basically little... sound waves moving through different materials. Yeah, right? yeah so there was the pseudoscience. I, I call it a pseudoscience with a lot of people who are, like, really into it. Uh, called cymatics from, like, the 1960s. And basically... Uh, it's it's a way of like visualizing sound through like uh, through some kind of matter. Right. So water through sand, and you know there's a couple of ways of doing it. The the classic experiment is called the Kaladni plate, and it's where you put uh, a middle plate above a speaker, pour sand on it, and if you mm. put pure notes through that speaker, the sand will because of um, resonant frequencies will like move into like really beautiful specific shapes. It's really It's really, neat. really neat. Thank you. And what we did was we took, like we figured out, well, what are the cool shapes in here and what are the sounds that go with that? Right. Were there notes that just made stupid shapes? You were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You'd be surprised you how many dick shapes come out. <laughs> 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 You're like, why is this D note making a dick? It's like D, D, T. And those were my favorite notes. Yeah. I was and like, like, let's do and this. And then the D flat looks kind of a little crumpled. Yeah, yeah. What is that about? <laughs> Yeah, well, listen. As long as somebody a, 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 a D flat, a D flat, whatever. Even no, that's I the best it. joke, but I got it. So, <laughs> I would have preferred shriveled, but yeah. we'll give it to you. I, you know, I have crumpled. not. I just tossed it away. I do not have Didn't that much it experience. Sounds like something you order at Starbucks as well, like a crumpled dick. dick? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Starbucks. Can I get that warmed up? Yeah, warmed up. So then, so the new video that just came out. Um, we were like debating this, trying to figure this out. Yeah, it's, we have to. It's know. robots playing the instruments. Yeah. Are the robots really playing the instruments? They are really playing those instruments. And the one, the, actually, the question we get a lot as well is like, are they real? Are the robots real? Or yeah, because there were some parts where I was like, I can't decide. Because if the you have something like it's, it's a series of what are look like hydraulic arms, mm -hmm. yeah. um, just playing a bass, playing the drums, yeah. um, playing the keyboard, the piano. So was there music written and they were thumping out, strumming out that bass line? So Nigel is really pedantic, you know, and I think it's part of his brand and what he's really into is like making sure that the, the videos are 100% accurate. Right. So the notes that the, that the piano, that the guitar, that the drums are playing are real notes. The, the difference is, is that, um, and this is an interesting thing about robotics, is that they don't sound good when a robot plays them. <laughs> like, so the robots are not going to take over for all of our like, music. Robots you are crappy at music. Here, here's, here's the thing. Not so yet. like, the robots in our video are basically like, when they hit a drum, they're basically doing this. Like they're just right, going just up, up down, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. When a human being plays a guitar or hits a drum, there's kind of like a, a flick and yeah. there's flow and there's like a rhythm to it. That's um, so cool. So, so, and the robots are real. So then, so then, throughout this video, I'm, I'm just gonna like give it all away if that's okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> we do want people to go watch the video. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. no, but it's like four minutes. You don't need to. <laughs> well, you know, it's worth watching Listen, just because it's awesome. Drive those views. I'm trying to help you. In the third act. In the third act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do an episode about it. You want to do an like, hour on your four minute video? <laughs> yeah, but like I. Have and to be, this is our relationship. Yeah, and I have to be critical about it. Like, oh, no, this is no. terrible. You know, like, so who gave that? 
one robot arm the laser. <laughs> and why? <laughs> this laser just starts fucking shit up. This yeah. robot with the laser just starts losing it. I, I am giving it all away. But you know, like all these all these other arms are hard at work making great music. <laughs> And uh, and then this one comes through with a laser. He was he was like the disgruntled robot that got kicked out of the band. Yep. Interesting, you said he it was, was a breaking he. up the band. Oh well, oh, he could have been. Interesting. I, you know what? I'm not. Yeah, interesting. I'm gonna go back on that, and I'm gonna say that I'm gonna respect whoever that robot actually is, and I don't want to project onto them. We only gave him binary numbers. So um, <laughs> Matt, I'm sure people could already tell by your voice that you do a lot of voiceover work. I do uh, some. Yeah, <laughs> you've got like a very sick professional setup in your apartment yep, to yep. do about a lot, a lot of recording. 100%. Can you just talk about like how you got into voiceover stuff? Because I've done a little bit, and anytime I talk about it, I get tons of questions. Sure. Basically, um, my my bread and butter job is a television producer, so I've done a lot of work with Viacom, MTV stuff, sort of mm-hmm. similar similar families. And um, what had happened was when I was doing uh, scratch, I would just make scratch track for shows before an actual voiceover artist comes in to, and to like, damn, do you're actually good at this. And then they ended up just hiring me. And of course, when you first start out, you're like, cool, this is neat. Like, do I get paid? And they're like, no. And you're like, oh. <laughs> and then after a while, you're like, no, I do. And they're like, okay, you do. Uh-huh. Uh, so what, what is stri- Scratch Track? It's what, basically just like when you when, when we write out the copy um, for whatever scene or commercial or whatever is going to be, uh, someone, normally the producer who would not be the voiceover artist as well, uh, just says it for timing. Right. And then they know how much time they need to say yep. it in yeah. or like, uh-huh. like, how do I fit this into here? Let me yeah. listen to Scratch. The, the one that I think you're like, be, that kind of prepared Held you into it was the hack my life uh, voices from history, which uh, we've used hacks on the, from history. Hacks from history. Yeah, which yeah. You should do that voice just so people right. know. I, well, I'm a little sick, so I don't. But it's basically like um, Benjamin Franklin, like <laughs> like that weird like night real like <laughs> blah like master of, of electricity or like I don't know like it's just like that weird old timey sort old of thing. Yeah. You know. And it was like the the segment was this really well you animated. You were doing thing. that on the scratch. Just yeah. like yeah, yeah. Oh, that he would is go, he would so go, funny. Like most most people producers when they do like a scratch track is like most scratches are terrible. Yeah, it's like yeah, Benjamin yeah. Franklin walked uh, you know walked yeah. over here seven seconds. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know, but he would actually like do the whole voice and put on the performance. Yeah, so I've done a couple things. I did a thing for NBC for like a Rocket League esports thing. Uh, well, oh, you're the voice of that. Yeah, yeah. So just for the okay. commercials for the, uh, oh, the stuff that awesome. they ran. So I had people calling me during um, during sporting events where they'd advertise the esports. And they were like, like, I think I heard you. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really fun. That's but I, I think that's also part of the other thing that you're really interested in, which is video games. Yes. Like, and video game culture. Yeah. And I think, you know, like, you brought our podcast into talking about video games quite a lot as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like our podcast, you know, talks about movies in a cultural sense. Like, where are movies going? Do they matter? Do they, You know, like, it's not just is it good or bad. It's yeah. like, well, how does it fit into what the rest of the society is? And part of that conversation is being like, what other mediums are taking place of movies and I love movies movies are my you know my passion in life I do firmly believe movies are not the medium of the next generation I think they're oh the video games for sure yeah. video games and, are, and that's where Matt comes too. in yeah. 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 Now, yeah. now the video games are, are influencing the movies that are yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. I just watched Assassin's Creed I've never played Assassin's Creed but I don't know how true the, the games are game better is. than the film yeah. I believe <laughs> I, I believe some of that. the games are but better than the film but now a lot of video games have like so much story in them yeah. that yeah. you have to really watch a lot of stuff before you actually play the game which yeah. is kind of interesting yeah and, and also uh, just sort of from a cross-pollination uh, 
standpoint. Like if you look at even a film like uh, we were talking about it the other day, Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. Or um, or uh, Edge of Edge Tomorrow. Of tomorrow. They, they, yeah. they messed the advertising up for that. It's actually called Edge of Tomorrow, but yeah, all the, the posters said Live, Die, Repeat. Emily Blunt. Yep. But that that mechanic that they use, which is also a bit of a, a Groundhog Day mechanic, is a very video game mechanic because as you're playing it, and that's just sort of like even the metatextual stuff of the experience of playing a game. Tom Cruise's character learns how to do whatever he's doing better because he's like he has time to like train and he's doing basically a level. I was confused as to why anyone keeps putting Tom Cruise in shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't want to watch a Tom Cruise flick. I just don't. We we had a whole conversation about Tom Cruise because he just uh, American Made just came out. The thing about Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise has maintained his movie matinee idol kind of image by like basically looking the same for the last 20 years yes you know like he's right. what 50 something years old now yeah he still kind of looks like he's 20 something i uh, mean when you get to that point in your like professional career you can get the best plastic surgery he's basically like, yeah. i mean I, yeah he goal, looks right? youngish yeah. but i mean i'll be know. honest i really like tom cruise not only as an actor but i think as a screen presence i really i actually i think he brings something that few actors actually do, which is that Scientology. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> no, lots, lots of actors bring that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what kept Mel Gibson it's, on the map. Zenu. 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 That's, that's what, what he it is. Uh, to the he has so no, little I, things. I really, really like Tom Cruise, and I think, and I think the thing about Tom Cruise is that he's kind of, for me, as far as actors go, he's in the same ballpark as someone like. U2 or Madonna or Michael Jackson, which is that he's always switching it up and he's keeping himself relevant. Now, that's changed this year, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. with The Mummy and American Man. Oof. But I, can't, I couldn't believe that. The Mummy the was. Mummy. I couldn't believe it. Did you I see, didn't it? see it? I, I did, it. on an airplane. You did? And yeah. you still oh. didn't like it on an airplane. Not on it. an airplane, not in a train. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a thing. There's a study about that. Far. For, <laughs> because of the, the oxygen high. levels on an airplane, you get more emotionally invested in whatever oh, so you're watching. Like, 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 yeah. I was crying you're during like, the, um, the Rock Plays the Dudes in Hawaii, Oh, the animated one. Oh, uh, oh, Moana! Moana? I, was, like, I just bald. well, no, I just watched that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but well, I was great. See that, I, but I heard it was really good. Moana was supposed good. to be good. It is yeah. good. I just watched that. Last thing on Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. I will say that there is there's something just this weird like old school boyish Hollywood nonsense charm oh, to him, yeah. Yeah. and that's something like even when he's in something that I don't like, like well, the Mummy kind of stripped that from him almost. It feels like he didn't even get to smile in that movie, which is what you go. I mean, if I'm going to see a Tom Cruise thing, I'd he, better see, yeah, smile. he better fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. smile. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I could just imagine you throwing money at him. Yeah, like, come on! Smile, damn it. Uh, but, but also, th- this is the other thing. He's also a generational star. Like you said, Madonna and you too. But like, look at teenagers today. Like, yeah. teenagers today don't give a shit about that. Like, yeah, there's yeah. not so like, like a star for that generation. And Tom like Cruise that. isn't well, pulling in ticket sales for, for, for the young people. Tom Cruise is still doing what Tom Cruise does. It's just that the audience has changed, and we've changed. You know, we're not buying that kind of like singular movie matinee thing. You look at the the Marvel thing, the Marvel I don't know what you're universe. About. <laughs> it isn't hinged upon its star power. It's hinged yeah. upon its like IP, and that's that's what's different now. So why know? hasn't why hasn't he been in that scene? So everyone wants their own cinematic universe. Yeah. Every film company wants their own thing. Obviously, DC is trying to catch up with Marvel with Justice League. So that's Warner right. Brothers. Uh, Universal was like, oh, what properties do we own? Well, we have all of these old school monsters like, you know, The mm-hmm. Mummy, Wolfman, Dracula, you know, all that stuff. So if you met uh, in the beginning of The Mummy, I don't know if you remember this from your plane experience, but mm-hmm. there's like the Universal like globe and then it rotates around and it says Universal Dark. 
and they're like trying to do the Marvel-esque do title because yeah. what they wanted to do, and I don't know if it's still happening or not because The Mummy did not do well, mm. uh, that they were basically going to tie in like, so okay, The Mummy happens, then they're going to do, I think there was um, The Invisible Man because Johnny Depp is supposed oh, to be Oh, and they were going to like link them together. And then Tom Cruise was probably going to be like the through line through all of these yeah. Johnny Depp was universe. part of it and Russell Crowe was part of it. Yeah, Russell Crowe. They, they didn't say like, like all the fucking yeah. has been. All, all the old like, actors that you None of those people are relevant anymore. All the people <laughs> All the people that probably thought they were too big for this, like, oh, I'll never do that. What is it? Right. Joined movies? That's no. And now they're like, oh, crap. Please. All the money. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so the fun fact is Tom Cruise was originally uh, was considered for Iron Man. He was also wow. going to be in Titanic at some point, uh, you know, in the Leonardo DiCaprio role. Was he just going to be in everything? He was, he was just going to be in he was movie. All, He was considered for every major role yeah. ever. Listen, so there's this great book called <laughs> The Economics of Hollywood. Um, I forget the writer's name. Uh, Edward J. Epstein. So if you've got, like, $40 million for your movie, and you know that the, the cost value of Tom Cruise is $20 million. That's, that's crazy. You can't put you know half your budget on the main actor. But what he argues, and I think what a lot of uh, Hollywood producers argue, is like, okay, what you should do then is go and get $100 million for your movie and still pay Tom Cruise $20 million because a $100 million movie with Tom Cruise in it is likely to make back $150 million. A $40 million movie with no actor in it might make 40 if you're lucky. You can't lucky. make movies without actors in it, though. Yeah. How do we get rid of this actor budget? Yeah. Hey, when the robots get better. Yeah. It's yeah. like a movie where just like a script is yeah. on screen, yep. and you just sit in the theater, and you just read this, the movie. Yeah. And that's all the whole thing That's is. all we're going to do. You that's, save all of your money. Yeah. 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 We just start reading novels again. Oh, yeah. my God. Is that what it's, happens? It's, no, Siri reads them to us. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're not oh, You just sit in a reading. big room and oh, read the movie together. That's your future, man. Do audio. Would you do an audio book? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I would love to do audio Books. Do you yeah. want to come read me bedtime? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good segue to one of the segments on our podcast that we are super excited to have you be a part of. It's called You Must Be Dreaming. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> but this is but this is Halloween. Yes. So it is officially You Must Be Screaming. Yeah. This yeah. episode. Yeah. So usually what we do is we have listeners who send in their dreams. We interpret them being we are expert, amateur novice. Dream, amateur dream experts. Dream experts. Yeah. So people email us in their dreams, but this week we asked them to send us their nightmares. Love it. And before we jump in, we have an update from our last dream that we interpreted. Andy last week, if you remember, he was the runner that was cheering on a race in high heels and had to climb up a tree for money. Um, and Andy emailed us to say that uh, I listened to your dream analysis. Full disclosure, I wasn't in- expecting an in-depth read, just something <laughs> fun and lighthearted, but holy shit, you both blew me away. Dear listeners, if you were like me and thought these dream experts spent most of their time reaching, I'm here to tell you that they've been blessed with the power of dream reading and they can help Ilanya fix your life. Y'all were so good. Wig levitated. We levitated mm. his oh. wig. I think you guys That's should set good. up a booth. That's how like, good yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to focus less on interpretation, um, and we want to know, we want to know, based on these nightmares, if it would make a good horror movie, Okay. what that horror movie would be called, yep. who would be in it, if you would go and see it, and at the end, how many sessions of therapy these <laughs> dreamers should have per week. Yes. Okay. Okay, Read Pat, do you want to hit us with okay. the first nightmare? The first one's from Ayumi. She says, my boyfriend and I were in what appeared to be a normal city full of French architecture. Suddenly, we found ourselves in a trap, something like the movie Saw, but in a brightly lit room with lovely decor. I realized that I had to go find my mother and keep her safe, so I asked my boyfriend to let me go separately to save her. I found myself climbing an endless child slide. 
At the top was a doll, which I recognized to be my mother. The doll was a combination of an old-style ceramic doll and the decorative Japanese gift dolls one receives as a baby. I started to panic. I screamed for my mother to answer me, but there was no response. I rushed back to find my boyfriend again. He was fine, and together we found easily an escape. Too easily. <laughs> I asked him again. <laughs> she was like, I know where this movie is going. I think, I think we found our title. Yeah. Oh! Was oh. oh, that over yet? Yeah. <laughs> I asked him again to wait while I tried to rescue my mother. He said it was no problem and reminded me that he loved me. I returned to climb the slide again. The doll had changed and looked distinctly less Japanese. It was no longer my mother and the doll. It was my best friend. I screamed and screamed and shook her to try to awaken her out of the doll. She seemed to react but was trapped in the doll's body. Then I noticed the television screen behind the doll and the wires running from the doll to the screen. The television began to play video footage of the first time I had visited the doll. My friends seemed to be reacting, but to things I was saying when the doll was my mother. I woke up, still trying to figure out how to get the doll to realize it was me and how to get my friend out. I was definitely more panicked the first trip than the second trip. I've I've had dreams like that before. You know, when you're a filmmaker, you kind of write down your dreams to go, this might be some interesting material. And the thing is, a lot of my dreams where I think that there's going to be interesting material is is dreams when I'm watching a movie Mm. in the dream. And it sounds like the sick. Of is that is that like the is that the impetus for like podcast episodes? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it didn't make a film, yeah. but it'll make an awesome episode of the only podcast. The funny thing was, is like I'll I'll wake up and go, this will be an amazing movie. Then I'll write it down and goes, God no, damn it, that's not, a yeah. terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. So my the first question is, would you watch this horror movie? So it's got a lot of elements of horror movies that we've seen before. So the thing, uh, a couple of things. <laughs> couple of silly ones though the, when she said she was going down the slides there's a simpson episode where uh hello uh, treehouse of terror where treehouse of horrors yeah where where homer goes to mr burns's house in transylvania and he finds a super fun happy slide and he keeps like jumping down going super fun happy slide <laughs> and i just I, that's yeah. what i thought about it's pretty good homer not yeah. Bad homer, yeah. 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 i've watched a lot of simpsons <laughs> and then the other one was the the meta textual side of it where she's watching the first half of the dream really feels a little bit like the ring Oh, yeah. You know, like it feels like a tape of, of something that we've seen before. My question to her is, I don't know what her relationship is with her boyfriend, but it feels like they might be getting married or they're about to, like, make their relationship a little Ooh, bit more serious. Is that why you have to go up, and, climb up the slide? Yeah, and her yeah. mother, and, and she's worried and about her mother. And her best mother. friend? Yeah. Oh. She's worried about her, what the her mother thinks about it. The best friend and the mom yeah. are not here for the boyfriend. Yeah. Interesting. So she gave us a little bit of backstory on that point. Okay. okay. I'll give it to you All now. Right. She what? said that uh, sh- her mother is a Japanese immigrant. She's half Japanese, half white American. Uh, her boyfriend is a Japanese national. Her best friend is Puerto Rican, hence the change in, in the, the doll's face. Features. Mm. Right. Um, she said she hasn't seen her best friend or her mother in nearly two years since she moved back to Japan, and they both live in New York. Uh, her boyfriend is someone new in her life about three months. This is all checking boxes. But they were friends before that, but they've only been in a relationship for the past few months. I find it very interesting that, so it's it's the same, I think it's kind of what she here says, but also that the the mother and the best friend, both of these, um, you know, people that are not in her life currently or not, you know, around her, are filling the exact same role. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's there's something yeah. along those lines. It's something, it's something to do with her relationship with 
this boyfriend and how people are perceiving are perceiving it because yeah. maybe more importantly how she is perceiving or anticipating their perception especially if they're not around because things seem to be going well with the boy yeah yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah exactly. exactly but and that's the thing that too he, he says, says he easy too easy yeah. so things are going well <laughs> that's a super but they're fun going happy yeah. they're going too well <laughs> and that is a red flag okay so as a horror movie what would it be called I liked too easily uh, too easy <laughs> yeah. uh, the doll. Or something doll like face. That. Doll face. Oh, doll uh, face. Yeah. And that's what the boyfriend yes. calls her as. Oh, no. Oh, that yeah. just got infinitely more yeah. creepy. Yeah. I definitely right. think doll face is yeah. Doll face. <laughs> Who would be in the movie? Mm. Um, um, don't the Olsen twins have a, a sister? <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the, the Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, she's in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, you know what? We'll get we'll get uh, we'll get Val Kilmer in there. I hear he's available. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he can to play, play the boyfriend. He can play the boyfriend. <laughs> he is way uh, older than her, uh, which checks out. I think this this movie is in the tradition of like the Japanese horror films that came out in the early like noughts, so like mm-hmm. The Ring and Dark Water. It uh, kind of feels yeah. like Ringu. That, yeah, Ringu, like the original Ringu. The original. Yeah. Uh, it kind of feels like it's in that world slightly to me. What was the other? The Grudge. The Grudge, yeah. And Sarah Michelle Gellar did uh, did the remake of The Grudge, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Where she goes to Japan. It's yes. really strange. Yeah, like, they, decided, a, yeah. they were like, we just need a white person in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. We don't, don't want to like go to America. Uh, sounds, sounds like Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's just bring her yeah. over here. So this movie would definitely have to have that Japan tie-in. I feel like mm-hmm. it. It feels like it. Yeah. You know, so maybe she like moves to Japan, or yeah. she just moved here from Japan, and then. But the, she's Japanese, right? Right. But she was <laughs> saying that her mom and her best friend just moved back. So there has to be some sort of like moving away from your friends and family. You're in a new right. place. Mm-hmm. And you start the classic, the classic Fish out of water. and isolation yep. that happens in every horror movie, which is why 90% of them take place in the woods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. right. But uh, they're moving to Seattle in this movie. They're going from Japan to Seattle. Because okay. I feel like that has Because it's like dark uh, and like yeah, wet moody, and like kind of yeah. gross. But something came with them. Yes. Yeah. A doll. The doll. <laughs> yeah, the doll. The doll. On the plane, it was like hanging underneath. <laughs> yeah. It's so valuable, the mother made sure it had its own seat when they left. <laughs> and so it sat between like them. That. There's a lot going. Antique yeah. passed down in the family. Yep. Something yeah. like that. Okay, how does this movie end? The last scene is always like the like everything seems okay, and then like the doll is there. Yeah, oh, this know, is like, the like... doll, I don't know if the doll is the is the is the antagonist here. No, no, the... no, no. I mean, I think that the doll represents like her mom and her yeah, best it's friend. Tradition like, also. Well, it also represents tradition. In yeah, some way. exactly. Yeah. And and maybe in some way like it's yeah, trying like to warn her about the boyfriend. Like I think. <laughs> The twist well, the is the antagonist is the, 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 the That's actually very interesting. He's the killer. What if the, she, what the if mother if was right all along? The doll yes. is this thing that like is a protective force, even though we think it's the the poltergeist esque sort of thing. What's funny right now is her boyfriend is listening to this guy. You guys are really fucking. We, yeah, yeah. You guys are really so, screwing me right now. Uh, he's like he's slowly taking like the American Girl doll that he like. Oh for no! Christmas. He's like, oh shit! He like bought her something like beautiful and nice. Note to self: no. stop yeah. calling her doll face. Yeah, yeah, just uh, never do that. Uh, n- n- no one do that. <laughs> and, How about we just yeah. steer clear of that? And I think the television portion is saying that you need to get um, closed circuit cameras in your apartment. You should be watching your place at all times. You need to know where this boyfriend is. She needs to be re-watching that footage 
every single day right. to see what's been happening. She needs to maybe she needs to really be reflecting on what's happening. Oh, exactly. Every, yeah. Reflection. Her That's what it means. Her life and I her think interactions. It, it reminds me a little bit of uh, uh, so the the guy I would say is going to direct all of these movies is either David Cronenberg or David Lynch. Okay. Like the two Lynch days. would be good for this. Yeah, Lynch would be good. David Cronenberg. Would yeah, be good I could see well. the Lynch style. Yeah. What does what is uh, what has so, David Cronenberg done? Oh, David Cronenberg, uh, The Fly, a film adaptation of Crash, which was a, a movie about people who crash their cars and have sex afterwards. Oh, with okay. James Spader. Um, but it, the the film I'm thinking about is Videodrome, which is like this. Uh, it has James Wood, and it's kind of about this this reflection on the way in which television is changing our psyche. And and at the end of Videodrome, there's this like repeated sequences where a person is seeing the things that have just happened and then they're seeing them again through a TV and then in the TV they're seeing it through another TV. Um, it kind of feels like that. It's like the classic body horror movie where like James Woods is like pulling into his into his gut to find like a, a, a TV remote or a oh gun. It's really creepy. Well, Ayumi, I think that mm. you have the makings of a great manuscript. Yep. Yes. Yep. We recommend how many? Two therapy sessions yeah. a week? Um, I think she needs to talk to a mom. Yeah. That's, I think that's, yeah, yeah. Call, your yeah. Uh, yeah. call your mom. Call your mom. Call your mom. She's been watching you. I think it'll save you a lot of money in therapy. Or if you see one of us <laughs> making a movie that looks sounds a lot like your dreams, we're just stealing your ideas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get a lawyer. Yeah. Yep. You can call me. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is a full guys. circle operation right here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll both steal the idea, then sue ourselves yep. if we take it. Yep. So it's gonna yep. be, I'm directing it, you're litigating any problems we have, you're acting in it, and you're doing all the voiceovers. Done. Yeah. And Deal. then your boyfriend can come bring me gummy bears on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, If you would like us to interpret your dream, you can email us at lnbpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and make sure to go to sleep. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the pod. We're yeah. super excited because this episode's going to come out after, but we're doing a live show with you guys, which yeah, is going to be really fun. Be... So make sure to tell our audience where they can find you on social media and the podcast. Sure. Uh, it's the only podcast about movies. You can find us on iTunes or any sort of podcasting aggregate. Basically, uh, if you ask anyone what a podcast about movie is, you'll, you'll yeah, just you'll come find to us because we're the only ones. Uh, we, we checked, we checked yeah. for two, three minutes before we came up with that title. Yeah, um, yeah uh, you can um, find us on Twitter at only movie pod um, and where else oh you can email us yep. with your dreams if you want to <laughs> <laughs> sexual or otherwise uh, uh, only movie podcast at gmail.com well, thank yeah. you for having us yes, thank you so much. oh my god absolutely thank you, you I really wanted great. to hear Patrick do some rap lyrics today oh, oh yeah, yeah. I but then I, I knew you were dressing up as him so I, I want to do like, like you, flipping the script you, you doing Patrick, Patrick badly do doing rap lyrics go for it uh, no. I, I would love you to do like Eminem's freestyle for, uh, on Trump this week <laughs> I I think I'm one of the only people that was like not really that into it. And really? it was bad. I yeah. was just kind of like, eh, okay. I just like the aggression behind it. It was like the resurfacing. It, it reminded you of like why Eminem was great. And I think there was like an but appropriate I'm, but range. Like, Eminem's always angry. He's always right? angry. Like he started angry. He's he got angrier somehow. And while I did good Eminem, right? Hey, Patrick doing Eminem. Yes. But I did a better Patrick doing Eminem. So I even do you better than you. No, don't do that. That's like that's like Jerry Maguire flipped out. Help me help you be better than you are. Oh no. Bringing it with the movie reference. Staying on brand. I appreciate. <laughs> Always on. <laughs>
had a great episode with guests. We are on a freaking guest roll, Patrick. You've been you've been crushing it, helping us get good guests on the show. They're they're great. I mean, we we know good people. I think that's really what it is. This is true. Good Patricks attract good friends. I don't know. I tried. I like it. No. I don't know. I'm okay. Thank you. So as me being you, I feel like you have to compliment me more. I see. I see like what a you're saying. Mind trip. Mm. Yeah, I'm still not gonna do it. Okay. Well, um, thank you to our guests. If you have thoughts or feedback about this week's episode, you can tweet us individually at Cheska Lee. A tie optional. Uh, or you can email us, lnbpodcast at gmail.com. And do not forget, we are having our very first live show on Tuesday, November 21st, here at the Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. You can catch us at 6 p.m. We'll start with the happy hour, and then 7 p.m. is showtime. And we are so excited because not only is it our very first live show, but we have an awesome special guest, the one and only Crystal from The Read Podcast. Yep, yep. She is a great friend of ours, friend of the pod, and so it's going to be so fun to hang out with her and you all. The show is free, so you have no excuse not to be there. If you want to um, join us, you can RSVP by going to brickartsmedia.org for more info, or lastnamebasis.com. Yeah! And also, if you could take a few minutes to rate and review us on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Every star and feedback counts. Anything else, Pat? I think that's it. We'll see you at the live show on November 21st. I'm Patrick. I'm Patrick, too. And this was Last Day Faces <laughs> from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Condis. Thanks to our guests, Matt Kroll and Shahir Dowd from The Only Podcast About Movies. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias, and our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Moulet. Our videographer is Curtis Boone. And our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org radio. You is that don't. Ira Glass like? No. <clears throat> like, uh, today's, today on the podcast. Today's podcast. Halloween. Halloween. In, in three acts. In three acts. Or you can tweet us. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Nice. That scared the shit out of me. <laughs>